Monday. Yeah, it's May 25th. And the word of the day is Mondegreen, which means a misunderstood word or phrase resulting from mishearing the lyrics of a song. Used in the sentence, why did I think that Credence would dedicate an entire song to announcing that there is, in fact, a bathroom on the right? And why would they even know what direction I'm facing? That doesn't make any sense. Well, the answer is a Mondegreen. Well, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Well, but so sometimes it helps, though, because, like, like a douche is wrapped up, at least. Huh? That makes sense. Fair, fair point. Anyway, I'm no illusions. I'm Andrew Torres. I'm Heath Enright, blinded by the light and broadcasting delayed from America's far center. We are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we'll cross cannibal rat hordes off our 2020 bingo card. (laughs) We will. I'll I'll make you nostalgic for one of the best uncredited guest musical appearances of all time. And Donald Trump tries to bluff his way out of a losing hand in the game of disease poker. Yep. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight. Our fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Andrew Torres. Gentlemen, let's start off with 10 seconds on the clock. Best pandemic band names go. Oh, um, um, the, the Coronas Brothers. It's <laughs> <laughs> too, much, too much pressure. Uh, 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 COVID-19 isn't carried by scorpions, so, uh, so that's not it. <laughs> not uh, yet, Andrew. Uh, not yet. Are, are there any bat-themed bands? Ozzy? No. no. Yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, pass. Oh, no, wait, wait. Uh, look, look. I, I don't care as long as I never have to hear "Smells Like Quarantine Spirit" again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about uh, Freddie Mercury and Hydroxychloro Queen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you win, but you also came up with the fucking topic, right? Like you get, like you basically just challenged us to a game of who has the most nickels in my pockets, right? Ooh, I, mean, ooh, I get, I get winner. all right in our lead story tonight in flu fighters news oh man that was great foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) according to donald trump he's currently taking hydroxychloroquine apparently he's been in the violent throes of a snit about this topic since march when he called that anti-malarial drug quote one of the biggest game changers in the history of medicine That claim was based on a single non-randomized study from a lab in France that suggested the drug might help in treating the coronavirus. And that was followed almost immediately by several studies that said, what the fuck are you talking about? But in like sciencey words. And of course, Trump was made to look stupid by that. More. He was made to look more (laughs) stupid. So he committed to the bit last week and announced, I take it so far... I seem to be okay. I don't think that's correct. But yeah, no, the studies came out almost immediately after. What came immediately after was Dr. Fauci saying, hey, ignore all that dumb shit he just said. That I just, I just before this and just after that, I said that's wrong. Right. Oh. And then reporters being like, hey, Dr. Fauci, question about that. And Trump being like, no, 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 I've already answered 15 yep. times. He's not allowed to answer questions. Yeah. No, no. Trump also added, by the way, I get a lot of positive calls about hydroxychloroquine. What do you have to lose? Well, 
I, I mean, there's an increased risk of death among the elderly. So nothing yeah. at all, Donald. There can only That's be correct. positive outcomes. I, I, Hell, the more you take, the healthier you get. If you I, think about I, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> look, look, look. Like you guys told me we were doing this episode without Eli, and I did not come prepared with my list of hey, these are jokes disclaimers. <laughs> Murder. That's just a fun word unrelated to anything. <laughs> God damn it. So obviously we have so many problems to unpack here. And Andrew has to figure out the legal thing on what I just did. Oh, I so, figured it out. I just wait, wait. You if you say red rum, he'll never know. I'll <laughs> take him three acts to figure that shit out. Yeah. But again, lots of problems to unpack here with this Trump announcement. None of which is the fact that hydroxychloroquine can cause heart failure. Nope. <laughs> uh, at least that's not the problem with respect to Donald Trump personally. But any of the millions of idiots who listen to him might get killed. That's a problem. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You still haven't articulated a downside. Damn it, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, even that original French study was absolutely not saying that people should take the drug as an ongoing vaccine regimen. Right. But that's what Trump is doing or lying about doing. Yeah, Either yeah, way. Yeah. It, it, look, it's the latter. But the, the lying bit. Right, there is zero chance that Donald Trump is actually taking hydroxychloroquine. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here's what the pile of lying looks like. Scenario A, Trump was lying about testing negative. He has the virus and he's taking a drug that can potentially stop your heart from beating and also cause hallucinations. Uh, I guess that, that one's not really a problem for him either. He sees really and big according, crowds. <laughs> yeah, you know, tomato, potato, lunatic. Another thing, though, according to a follow-up study conducted by Trump's own government, hydroxychloroquine actually increases the chances of death when given to patients. Yeah, no, I, look, Donald Trump already eats 17 Big Macs a week. So unless you're Thomas Smith, like that's almost certainly a way bigger <laughs> risk factor for heart attack than hydroxychloroquine. But you're not mad enough to do 34 Big Macs, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I wasn't supposed to laugh at that. <sighs> no, you have to laugh. That's what makes it a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. These are jokes. Also, by the way, side note, the day after he said he's taking the drug, he called that study by his own administration a Trump enemy statement. Yep. His enemy is science, a scientific <laughs> study. Actually, yes. Self-identified. Okay, moving on to scenario B. Trump does not have the virus, and he thinks an anti-malarial drug also just happened to be a vaccine force field against a completely unrelated new virus just by luck. But more importantly, he's taking the drug right in our faces. That's what's happening. The president of the United States is spite medicating. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean peddling deadly nonsense to hundreds of millions of people because it might troll the libs? Yeah. That's yeah. the one that's got my vote, especially since, you know, we fell for it. We're here talking about it right on this podcast, which is precisely the proof that those idiots are looking for. Well, so so God one way it. or the other, though, it's probably worth at least trying my lib wide 
it hurts my feelings when Republicans stab themselves in the eyes with toothpicks campaign. I mean, it, <laughs> nothing to lose here. By the way, that sentence perfectly fine. Yeah, I know. I noticed that you had no disclaimer for yeah. that. No, no, it's not. I'm good with that one. <laughs> Don't throw Republicans into a briar patch. <laughs> and scenario C. That brings us to our third possibility. He's in a triple compound lie like a stupid fucking child. Yep. And I'm pretty high on this one. He said the drug is amazing. It's not. He claimed the scientific study that proved him wrong is actually an epidemiology op-ed hit piece <laughs> conducted by his own administration. Fair. It's not. No. So now he thinks he's saving face yes. and making himself look, you know, smart by lying about spite medicating. <laughs> And honestly, in some sense, that's even dumber than actually spite medicating <laughs> with a drug that doesn't work and could kill you. So, serious question to you guys. Uh, all wrong answers. Which scenario do you think we're in, A, B, or C? Oh, Heath, man, I, you you had me at B, but now I got to tell you, I'm awfully tempted by C. Well, right? well, look, there's one option that has both the most lying and the most stupid in it. Clearly, it is C. <laughs> that, uh, Q-E-D-C. Point, Correct, no. Point taken. And in Darwin Award news, it turns out that if you don't prohibit people from doing something unbelievably dangerous and stupid, they will immediately do things that are unbelievably so, dangerous so and stupid. quickly. Right <laughs> yeah. away. America is a giant... Nazi five-year-old next to a stove and Anthony Fauci's just running around being like, hot, hot, no, hot, no, but, but stop no, it. That, that, that sells the five-year-old short because once that five-year-old touches the fucking stove, right, he's not going to spend the next few weeks screaming about how keeping his fingers away from those burners is a violation of his constitutional rights to <laughs> movement. Uh, I mean, you, you, you didn't know my son at five, but point taken. <laughs> um, look, so... So here's the story. A week ago Friday, the governors in Maryland and Virginia eased but did not lift the stay-at-home restrictions in their respective states. And the way that works is, you know, for example, Maryland lifted the statewide ban on things like hair salons and car washes. And then they leave it up to each individual county to decide whether or not to lift their local bans, right? So in practice, what that means is that, like, sparsely populated rural counties with a few cases of COVID-19 can cautiously open some businesses with heavy restrictions while, you know, densely populated counties remain stay-at-home, right? They could do all that <laughs> yep. and again the order from the governors very specifically did not lift any restrictions in the washington dc suburbs right because those have been seriously hit hard by coronavirus so uh uh i don't need to tell you what happened next do i am i being detained andrew <laughs> i feel i don't know what happens next but i feel like i'm being fucking detained you have yeah, to tell me yeah uh, uh researchers from the university i bet of it's Maryland. not that we treaded on them i guarantee you that ain't it <laughs> oh god yeah uh they they tracked cell phone data and oh. they confirmed that once the restrictions were lifted nearly a million people flocked to tourist hotspots like Ocean Jesus. City, Maryland, once the total lockdown was lifted, right? And as the Washington Post reports, quote, throngs of people on the Ocean City boardwalk were not wearing masks or practicing social distancing. And, and if you look at this picture, like, it is, they're, yeah. they're packed wall to wall, right? Look, 
I spent most of my teenage summers in Ocean City, and I can tell you, you have a pretty much 50-50 shot of catching a disease there on any given non-pandemic <laughs> day, right? <laughs> okay, but honestly, Andrew, those Thrasher's fries with the apple cider vinegar, that's uh, worth it, uh, right? You, you, have you had the Old Bay-flavored Fisher's popcorn? Obviously. Oh, what God, am I, stupid? Oh, see, it's so good. <laughs> but, but look, look. It gets worse. Of course it does. Of of those million idiots who went to Ocean City, 40% came from the D.C. suburbs that remain on lockdown. Jesus. And 7% more came from the District of Columbia itself. So think about that Great. one for a minute. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That means that basically half the people traveling are those leaving high-risk areas to visit places that would otherwise be relatively safe, you know, if they weren't being invaded by throngs of people from high-risk areas. No, it's like so it's so fucked up as a nation. We are all the idiots trying to get into Walmart for the Black Friday opening, but we're right. also all that poor motherfucker who has to unlock the door, right? Yeah. So uh the next Tuesday, Maryland recorded 1,784 new COVID-19 cases. That's the single worst day for the my state of residence since uh let me check my notes here. Ever. Uh, and and researchers, by the way, those same University of Maryland researchers, they say it's going to take two to three weeks to see the consequences of lifting the restrictions. So it's like if your five-year-old touches the stove and the burns show up on his hands three weeks later. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and who knows what the hell is going to be open three weeks from now. Well, and, and, and you say that in three, two to three weeks, we'll see the consequences of lifting the restrictions. That's if they show us, right? Like if they might go the fucking Florida route and try to hide that shit, and then we won't see it. It'll look great. Uh, I, I have more faith in my state than that, but it's being tested. I sure don't. And the <laughs> trigger treaty news tonight. The Trump administration decided Americans were too safe last week and decided to do something about it. The administration announced on Thursday that the U.S. would be withdrawing from the Open Skies Treaty, an 18-year-old agreement which sought to prevent accidental nuclear war with Russia. What International is happening? Right? International observers postulate that either Trump saw open and didn't read any further before electing to scrap that deal, <laughs> or that he realized that the American population getting nuked out of existence would make it impossible for them to vote for Biden in November. One or the other of those things, probably. Uh, just Trump playing with his evil general risk board that he clearly has, planning out border walls and stuff. He looks up for a second. Fuck. Uh, we forgot about the up border. Look, <laughs> yeah. look. I'm thinking slats, up slats. I, I, in fairness, if you had to worry about up in risk, then that would seriously fuck up my always play Australia strategy. So, all, all contraire, if in Australia everything would come from down, huh? All right, the dice would spin the other direction too. <laughs> All right, so the Treaty on Open Skies is an agreement between 35 nations, including the U.S. and Russia, that created a program of aerial surveillance flights over all the participating countries. Uh, it basically, it allows all the member nations to fly over one another and make sure they're not preparing for a ground assault on anybody. It was initially proposed by Eisenhower in 1955, but that was fucking silly. It was 1950. There was no fucking way. Uh, but it was eventually revived <laughs> under Bush the Younger in 2002. Now, according to the Trump administration, Russia has repeatedly violated the terms of the agreement, and knowing Russia, that's probably true. But since we blew our entire wad of credibility ripping up the Iran nuclear deal, it doesn't 
fucking matter what justification we use. Russia also said, uh-uh, and says our leader is no more credible than Vladimir fucking Putin. International opinion is now tied. Okay, Pompeo told me to cancel all the oversight. What's our airplane <laughs> policy? I don't oh. like, I feel like they oversee, right? I, also, like, has no one really stopped to parse out this excuse? Like, yeah, R- Russia is violating this treaty. I know what we'll do. We'll release them from it entirely by right. withdrawing from it. Like, what What? What possible kind of punishment is that? Yeah, well, no, exactly. Like, I get that there are actual experts lining up to say, yes, Russia is violating the spirit of the treaty. But those same experts are also saying what Andrew said. They're saying, don't abandon it, you petulant asshole, because it turns out that withdrawing from treaties makes them harder to enforce. So, yeah, somehow Trump has managed to be a Russian puppet without improving American-Russian relations. I'm just saying we're all watching video of him getting pissed on by Russians every fucking day. Uh, Yeah, I I actually I I talked about this on opening arguments like eight months ago. Um, the, The thing about the Open Skies Treaty is that the pictures you take are shared throughout the entire international community among all the signatories to the treaty. Right now, that kind of thing is only really useful if your allies distrust the photos that your intelligence agencies produce on their own, and <laughs> something like that would only happen if you did something unthinkably stupid like, I don't know, sending Colin Powell to the UN with pictures of Iraqi baby formula factories. Yeah. To, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to shut up right now. <sighs> and in oversight unseen news, remember that quaint little presidential scandal called Watergate. Remember that? Good times. Well, in response to that minor infraction regarding the integrity of the political process, we created the Inspector General System in which dedicated oversight officials were put in charge of working with whistleblowers and stopping corruption. And now Donald Trump is firing those people because they're fucking up his whole thing. And this is all possible because apparently we're idiots who put the president in charge of hiring and firing the people who make sure the president doesn't hire and fire people for corrupt reasons. Why would they be in charge of that? Look, 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 Keith, in in fairness to the Inspectors General Act of 1978, the president doesn't just get to fire them. He also has to send a whole letter to Congress explaining why he fired them, right? So that look like that's that's at least some sort of check. And unless, I mean, you know, unless you could just write a letter that says, I have lost confidence in the inspector. Oh, God damn Yeah, yep. right. All no. right, I'll be, Literally I'll be quiet what again. It's fucking terrifying to realize that the only reason that no fascist dictator has taken over this country yet is that they haven't given it the old college try. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the yet in that sentence. Oh, dude, there's. It, I'm sorry. It's like I put it there, but it was there before I wrote it. <laughs> so just in case it's not obvious, the inspector general system is super duper important. For example, things they've done well, they caught the Bush administration wasting billions of dollars on bullshit reconstruction projects in Afghanistan. Yep. They also uncovered the use of torture by the CIA and exposed that. And you know, it it was an inspector general who discovered and told us about the president of the United States illegally withholding hundreds of millions of dollars to a nation that's literally been invaded and occupied by Russia until they did him a favor. Yeah, pin in that. uh, Pin in that. We're going to circle back to that. Look. 
Just because we live in a world in which 52 Republicans don't give a shit about that for some reason doesn't mean that the IG didn't do his job. Right, right, yeah, no, lest we forget that the top 10 most corrupt acts by an American president all belong to the same guy and most of yeah. them were done publicly. Yeah. Proudly, yeah. Yeah. But most importantly, their officials are called inspectors general. And there's not <laughs> enough of those pedantic plurals out there. I fucking love those. Yeah. That's the most important thing about the whole system. And Trump is looking to dismantle the team that roots out literal crimes against humanity in some cases for all of those reasons, especially the plural thing. Words are <laughs> really tricky. According to Trump, we've been treated unfairly by Inspector General's sick. He also went on to claim that government oversight is part of a deep state conspiracy. Yeah, you know, for a while I thought that like fucking the deep state thing was a boogeyman that he made up. But eventually I realized that that's literally his pet term for checks and balances. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what the deep state was supposed to be. It's so dumb. God. So here's a few of the latest moves by Trump to fix that glaring lack of government opacity that we have. And this first one is terrifying. Last month, Trump fired Michael Atkinson. I believe this is what Andrew was talking about. He's the inspector general who told Congress about the whole Ukraine thing that led to Trump's impeachment. Somehow, we let the president fire that guy. Yeah. And then he very conveniently fired a bunch more of inspectors general on a Friday night to avoid news coverage. And despite a rule about notifying Congress 30 days before removing an inspector general, and despite the absurdity of allowing the replacement for independent watchdogs to be, you know, dependent lapdogs, Trump... <laughs> filled the open positions with existing members of his administration, and these people are keeping their old jobs, yeah, too. Yeah, right. No, it's an on-the-side thing. Because, and let's be crystal fucking clear about this, he did not feel like he was getting away with enough corruption. Yeah? Yeah. Now he's got a bunch of toadies doing Inspector General side hustles. Yes. Yeah. This is literally the opposite of draining the swamp. This is... Firing all the lifeguards at the swamp who, who make sure the sociopathic children who currently run the swamp don't drown themselves and also drown everyone else in the process. Yeah, and and then appointing the alligators as acting lifeguards so that they don't <laughs> yes, need approval exactly. from the swamp right. senate. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I'm following. <laughs> this is like the Patriots getting caught deflating the ball in 2015 and then Bill Belichick finding some loophole that lets him turn Tom Brady into the quarterback slash referee. <laughs> uh, also slash league official in charge of making sure that the quarterback slash referees don't cheat. And also Belichick is the president of the United yes. States somehow. Yeah. What is happening? That. That is happening. <laughs> oh, and in it always seems like somebody's watching me news. <laughs> Plaintiffs, I, I, I do at least know with, with a little chuckle there. Plaintiffs have filed two federal class action lawsuits against ADT, one of the nation's largest home security companies. The lawsuits allege that ADT allowed one of its employees to spy on customers through their home security cameras, viewing, uh, here, let me quote directly, quote, 
intimate and private moments, including when they were nude or partially dressed. I, I assume the, the they is the customers, not the employee. <laughs> well, it, it could right. be an Probably and, both. Yeah, an and or type of thing. This uh, is gross. I mean, but this is happening in a world with infinity hours of free porn. <laughs> yes, yes. What? I don't understand. Like, this would be like stealing somebody else's lunch from the replicator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, look, this employee accessed at least 220 customers' accounts, which I, I look like that's a lot of Pornhub tabs open at once, okay? That's insane. That's like opening 220 porn sites on dial-up, though. <laughs> like, that would take forever to wait for nudity when you're just at people's house. Why is that desirable? I don't understand. Is this like... 90s nostalgia porn to somebody? That's I mean, weird. You know, like, let, let's not knock that. <laughs> okay, but like still still view it in like, you know, high speed. Yeah, I want, I want to be able to fast forward. That's exactly right. Uh, look, the, the best part of this story is the way in which the employee got access to all of these ADT cameras, which was apparently by adding his personal email address into each client's account what? as an authorized user, which is kind of like... Uh, not browsing Pornhub in incognito mode uh, while on your work laptop uh, in a crowded conference room and also your Ted Cruz. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You can't surprise people in the middle of a fucking theoretical by making them Ted Cruz, Andrew. You have to start <laughs> fair, there. Because up fair, until fair, then, fair. I was all, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm into it on my work laptop, right? Crowded <laughs> conference room, hell yeah. And then... Uh, Are you supposed to watch porn in incognito mode? Is that a thing yeah, that everybody we'll, does? We'll, we'll, we'll talk when the record's over. Here. <laughs> I'm just saying I like it to like, you know, notice my patterns and come up with good whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's how this guy got caught uh, when a customer logged into her account and saw his email address his on her account His personal email address. Yeah. Like yeah. that would be so easy to at least anonymize. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> hey, uh, honey. ADT showed up yesterday to set up three more camera angles in the bedroom. <laughs> That's for safety, right? Oh, Jesus, Heath. I never thought of it that way before. But, you know, I now I kind of feel bad for the ADT customers who didn't wind up on this guy's list. Yeah, right. right? Like, I mean, maybe they're going to bring their own lawsuit for intentional infliction of emotional distress. <laughs> they're like, motherfucker, I'm down six pounds. I did crunches and shit. Come on. All right. All right. That's a little hurtful. <laughs> anyway. For its part, ADT immediately fired the employee because, of course, they fucking did. And then uh, whoever their Andrew is wrote a statement that says, we took immediate action and put measures in place to prevent this from happening again, which is, you know, exactly the kind of thing I would have one of my dipshit clients say once I found out they were letting an employee spy on clients in the nude. Yeah, and, and, and I'd have them send out a letter that says, you think this is bad? You should see how many of your municipal tax dollars we piss away sending cops off to chase false alarms, at least in this story. You, <laughs> just, you guys just fucked each other, and that's why I don't get to be the lawyer. No, no, that's not even in the top five in this episode of why you don't get to be the lawyer. Uh, yeah, I kind of blew my wad in the opening story here. Anyway, anyway, I went on. Uh, to have ADT say, we are supporting law enforcement's investigation of the former employee and are committed to helping bring justice to those impacted by his improper actions. Uh, but I definitely did not have them say, uh, because saying this is way cheaper than paying out millions of dollars, which, uh, yeah, like we're almost certainly going to have to do. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. 
And finally tonight, in Ratatouille 2, the revenge news. The CDC is warning that armies of aggressive cannibal rats are stalking residential America because it's 2020 and all the other terrible movie premises without zombies had already come true. Wait, this is real? This is real. So yeah, apparently with so many restaurants closed, the supply of food scraps has plummeted, leading to a sharp increase in reports of rat infanticide, cannibalism, and attacks. On humans? Yeah, well, no. Uh, But people are eating at home more and more, (laughs) so the rats are invading suburbia. It's only a matter of time. Okay, first of all, I've been taking hydroxychloroquine and zero rat attacks. Zero. <laughs> also, we just hired some of the best Pied Pipers in all the land. Yeah, 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 okay, but uh, chud attacks are up 23%, so, you know, it's not all great. <laughs> also, Heath, like, did both of us just let Noah use the phrase rat infanticide without commenting? I, <laughs> man, 2020 is weird. Well, that's not even the part of the story you, you focus on. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no word yet on whether they're training turtles in the ancient ways of the warriors. But the Washington Post did unironically use the term roving rat armies when they reported on this. In response to the increase in aggression, the CDC has issued updated guidelines urging people to cover their garbage cans, keep pet and uh, bird food out of reach, and check to make sure there are no small holes in their homes that would let rats in. And they justify this by pointing out that rats can carry diseases like salmonella and that their urine can aggravate allergies and asthma because apparently some people need to be talked into keeping aggressive cannibal rat armies out of their homes. Hey, so you know that really cool series of rat-shaped holes you have in your house? There might actually be a downside, according to our latest research. Oh, uh, oh. all right, all right. But uh, this this isn't going to affect my collection of rat urine, is it? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, where do you keep it? So, <laughs> so that same Washington Post article details a rat war in Queens that damn near starred Daniel Day-Lewis and Liam Neeson. Check this out. <laughs> a nest of rats had left to scrounge for food at their usual city block of restaurants, but turned on each other when they couldn't find enough scraps. A pile of rat limbs on the sidewalk was all that remained. <laughs> End quote. Fangs of New York. <laughs> So look, anyone who tells you they know what 2020 has in store is fucking lying. But friend to friend, if you hear a mysterious series of pops below you, move out of the way of the fucking flame spurt and not into the lightning sand, okay? (laughs) That's where we're at now. There's no such thing as... Yeah, whatever you do, don't say there's no such thing as and finish that sentence. This is not the year for that shit. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Andrew Torres. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like dad, mom doxed me. I feel like that's about me. I feel like that's about me. I think it is. Personal. Tiana, my mom did dox me like 19 <laughs> times. Didn't realize it. Talked to her the next day. She's like, did I say your name? And I was like, did you listen back through it? It's like 19 times. It's so many times. Yeah. Also, thanks to Tiana, Scott, Jessica, Jay, Mark, and Leia Works Delgado. While I play my part 
their beautiful dicks and vaginas play their game. They give love a good name. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or, of course, the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. It's not paternity to leave until you have a kid. <laughs> <laughs>